Coming up next on the Victor Mall Show, Candace Owens is making the claim that white nationalism is not a threat. Not a threat to who? To black people? I'm going to talk about that later. But coming up first, I'm going to talk about Takashi 69 and the feds. Everybody in their mom is talking about Takashi 69 and they're talking about how he snitched. But what I believe is that he was already working with the feds a long time ago. Long before he got caught. It's just my opinion. It's something that I believe. I believe Takashi has been working for the government long, long before it really hit the fan. And and later on, I'm going to tell you why. But first, I'm going to go ahead and play this clip. This is an audio recording. Um, I'm going to play a little snippet. Everyone's heard it already, but just to give you a reason as to why I'm going to say what I'm about to say after this clip is over. and his involvement with the feds.
right, I said I wasn't even going to talk about this, but I might as well get it out the way. Everybody's talking about Takashi 69 and um his snitching. But one thing most people aren't saying, and I said this, I don't know if it was, uh, I think it was earlier this year. No, it might have been last year. Um, I did a podcast when I said that Takashi was working with the feds, and this is before the snitching thing came out. So I don't, I don't remember the timeline. I don't follow Takashi like that to really even give a damn. But because he was so ho- so um, high profile and he was always in the news. You know, I would keep up with certain things that was going on. And um, I have the sneaky suspicion. And, you know, it's just some people might say, well, that's obvious now. But I believe Takashi has always been the feds. A lot of people are looking at him like he turned rat, like or he turned into a snitch. But I personally believe he was always in with the feds. I don't think this is something that just happened because he got locked up. Now, um, one thing I want to say now is possible that the feds got him to turn a long time ago because people forget about that situation that he had um, when he was brought up on charges for um, having sex with a minor. Now, let me see if I can pull the article up. If you understand the way the feds work, when they get dirt on you and you become an informant, this is what happens. Now, this is back in 2017 when this article came out. I don't know exactly when. Let me see. I don't remember exactly when the actual charges came up on 6ix9ine for this or when, when the alleged sexual misconduct happened. But let's see. See if I can pull it up here. It says, Takashi 69 this is from UrbanIslands.com, and this is dated November 23rd, 2017. It says, Takashi 6ix9ine faces years in prison for sexual misconduct with a child. Takashi 6ix9ine has been dealing with rumors of him being a, a child sex predator, and now it turns out there is some truth to it. The colorful rapper is now facing years in prison after pleading guilty to three felony child sex charges. Now, if you take a moment and just look back at this timeline, this article came out in 2017. So, um, how old was he in 2017? Because it says that the alleged um, 
sexual misconduct happened in, or at least it happened when he was 18. So, anyway, anyway, let's get to this. Let's get to this point. So, it's possible that if this happened prior to him even affiliating himself with non-trade blood gang and Treyway and all that, it's possible that the feds had him go infiltrate the gang, do all this wild shit just for this moment so that he could out him. This happens all the time. But people are looking at it like, oh man, he was he was really with Shadi and them and how he turned on his crew, but that was never his crew. And if my suspicion is correct, I believe he was he was an informant and he infiltrated the game. So I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. Um, these are my thoughts. I don't think it's as simple as he was with the gang and he was being extorted by the gang and he was paying the gang money for protection and he got caught and then he decided to snitch. I think it I think it goes back before then that he was already working with the feds, possibly before he even became affiliated with nine trade. That's my thought. Now, T.I., this is, you know, um, on subject and off subject at the same time. T.I., um, who many people have accused of snitching, um, made a comment where he pretty much said that no one is going to touch 6ix9ine when he comes home. That T.I., um, excuse me, that 6ix9ine is going to be able to just come home without any problems. So let's uh let's get that audio clip right quick. Oh I this is from uh Tie Game Nation actually the person that uploaded it. So just check this out right quick. It's interesting what TI has to say. So anyway, um, that's T.I.'s opinion. Now, I don't think Takashi's coming anywhere near the hood, me personally. I think this was already planned 
well ahead of time. Um, I think Takashi would probably probably leave the country. Um, I don't think he's just an ordinary dude that snitched. I think he was working with the government for a long time. Um, that's my personal opinion. Now, T.I. was talking about snitches coming home and having parties thrown for him. I think he was talking about Alpo because the rumor is, is that Alpo was going around and a lot of people are throwing parties for him and, you know. Um, but anyway, Takashi 69 just proved to everyone that game banging is the dumbest shit in the world. It's the stupidest shit. He just showed you why. He he's a perfect example. None of this shit means anything. You repping your hood, you repping your set, you repping your crew. And look. And then there was somebody else in the gang that also snitched. It wasn't just Takashi. Now they got Jim Jones on tape. They get they had him on the wire. You know, and, and this just goes to prove that not only are none of these dudes loyal, uh, loyal to their crew or any of that, they that push comes push coming to shove. Truthfully, the government is the biggest gang in America. Period. All right, so Candace Owens is back in the news again, and um, she is doing what Candace Owens does best. She is tap dancing and cooning. Um, there was a debate on Revolt TV, and Candace Owens, Killer Mike, and T.I. were there. Excuse my voice, y'all. <clears throat> I got a little cold here. But, um... T.I., Killer Mike, and Candace Owens was at this debate. And, um, of course, Candace Owens um, is always trying to defend Trump, downplay white nationalism, and she does it with a black face. And she tries to pretend like she's keeping her blackness while at the same time supporting uh, racist as Donald Trump. Now, I have to admit, I didn't watch this debate. I didn't even know that it was going on. However, I did see the clip of T.I. Um, getting on her about Make America Great Again. And he asked her what period was America great, especially for so-called African-Americans. You know, and, um, you know, I heard people say that Killer Mike brought up some good points and he shut everything down pretty much. But that's neither here nor there. 
I just wanted to go ahead and um, play this clip, get this part out the way. Um, if you haven't heard it, um, here it is. This is T.I. going at Candace Owens asking her, when was America great? What period are you talking about? Because you hear a lot of these um, conservatives saying, let's make America great again. But America was not great for black people. Okay, so when you say make America great again, what what do you mean? Are you talking about family values? Are you talking about uh, economics? But the damn show wasn't great for black people. Let me go ahead and play this clip. When you say make America great again, which period are we talking about? The period when women couldn't vote? The period when we were hanging from trees. I'll answer. Or, or, or like the crack era. Which period in America are you trying to I, make America I would, like So I, I actually think that I would I would totally rock a hat right now that said make black America great again. Because black no, America, America before we're talking that, about make America. America. That wasn't the question. I am answering Which your question. Which period was America great that we're trying to replicate? Well, Which uh, era was it? Tell me. I think I'll answer your question. Tell I'm me. I'm afraid to answer your question. Whichever was, what? Whichever was so great. You, here's the thing that you guys are forgetting. America was actually one of the first. Slavery was all over the world. Yes, all was. over the world. Yes, America was, I'm not, I'm not saying it's okay, so why are you saying, oh? Amen. America was one of the first. Now, this is from um, TYT, the Young Turks, and you're about to hear Sink address something that she said. She makes the claim that America was one of the first countries to um, free slaves, but what? But listen, um, I'm gonna I'm go ahead and play this clip. This is this is actually a YouTube clip from the Young Turks. So I'm gonna let Sink address um, what Candace Owens is trying to say. say eventually is that America was one of the first countries uh, to, she said, free our ancestors. Uh, nope. It was one of the last. So uh, it's just revisionist history. And then the question is, why? Why are you doing revisionist history? Because that money is real nice, right? I mean, look. See, and that's the point. <laughs> that money is real nice. And, you know, Candace is just doing her job. Um, she's literally trying to uh, convince people, black people. That's that's the sickening part. She's trying to convince black people that white white nationalism isn't a problem, and it's not a threat to black people. Let me tell you something. If you listen to my show, you've probably heard me say it before. Pre-Obama presidency, there were, I believe they, the report said, 100-plus hate groups in America. 
by 2012, which was Obama's, the beginning of Obama's uh, second term, or he, I believe, yeah, he was reelected in 2012, right? There is now over 1,000 hate groups in America. Owens, Candace Owens, is making the claim that white nationalism is not a threat to black people. Who do you think these people are? These cops that are shooting unarmed black men. Who do you think they are? They are. They are white nationalists. This has been proven. Um, what is? I forget the name. Damn it! I've been I've been away for so long. Um, there's this organization on this website that has been outing all of these um police officers, these corrupt, these corrupt police officers that have Facebook pages where they brag about beating people up, shooting people, and they say some of the most sickening things. And what this um website has done, they the website is totally dedicated to exposing these police officers. I can't think of the name of it offhand right now. Um, however, these crooked cops and these racist-ass politicians that put uh, policy into effect that uh, has an that has an effect on the black community. They're white nationalists. So what the hell does he mean it doesn't pose a threat to black people? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. White nationalism doesn't pose a threat to black people. White nationalism is KKK 2.0. Cause you know what happens it starts off, they always lie and say, oh, we're just, we're, we're not going to attack anybody. We're just um, being proud of our culture or we're just embracing white culture. But it never ends that way. It ends with black people being hung from a tree or an unarmed black man being murdered by some racist ass police officer. That's how it ends. So it's always a threat. History has taught us that. It's always a threat. And it's crazy to know, I mean, when you really think about it, she sued a university for being racist and prejudiced towards her. And now here it is years later. Now here she comes out telling black people don't worry about racism. So T.I. asked the question, what time period was America great? But he should have said, for black people. That would have been the better um, question to ask. It, it's, it's, um, it's crazy to think. I don't know if Candace Owens has kids. I don't think she does. But you know, you have to be careful. She mess around and have a son. Let's say she ends up having a son. 
that that little black child is going to have to grow up and race his ass America. <laughs> and those words could easily come back to haunt her, God forbid. I'll be back in a minute. Okay, so this is another article from News One, and they did a nice breakdown on Candace Owens and exposed some of her hypocritical ways and her hypocritical nature. Excuse me, while I adjust this mic right quick. Uh, okay. So anyway, it says in the article in News on News One, it says Owens now calls the end. NAACP, one of the worst groups for black people, even though the organization helped her win a racial discrimination lawsuit. You see, in 2007, she accused some white boys of racially harassing and threatening to kill her. Owens claimed the boys were the son of then Stamford Mayor Daniel Malloy. I don't know if they meant to say Daniel or his name actual Daniel, but anyway. Uh, but he's Connecticut's former governor. Um, but continuing on, it says because of the NAACP, Owens' family received a settlement of thirty-seven. Listen, thirty-seven thousand dollars. Seven thirty-seven five hundred thousand dollars from Stanford Public Schools. Okay. Now she is saying the NAACP is the worst. Is <laughs> one of the worst groups for black people. But when they gave you that thirty-seven thousand dollars, I wonder where that hate was at. So obviously, Candace Owens is getting paid by right-wing media conservatives to spill her bullshit. Um, it says uh, Scott X. Esdale, the Connecticut NAACP president who cl who helped Owens with her lawsuit, was shocked to hear she had became she become a conservative. Ah. Uh, Estelle told Mike, we're very saddened and disappointed in her. It seems to me that she's now trying to play to a different type of demographic. Yeah, she's trying to play to white nationalists <laughs> and Fox News viewers. He also said it's the same type of thing Clarence Thomas did. Uh, says Thomas reaped all the benefits of affirmative act, affirmative action, and then tried to roll over on it. It's it's that kind of mentality and disrespect. Um, in May of 2018, BuzzFeed reported that Candace Owens was the CEO of an anti-Trump liberal-leaning website called Degree 180. Owens wrote in 2015 that it was good news that the Republican Tea Party will eventually die off 
peacefully in their sleep. We hope. That's what she wrote. Okay. The Gree 180 also talked about Trump's. Well, I don't need to get into all that. Um, and it well, it talked about him being a racist um with an immigrant wife. So the other stuff is not necessary. But anyway, it says this the site reportedly shut down by the end of 2016. And Owens magically came out as a conservative on YouTube a few months later. So this is giving you some backdrop. It's giving you a timeline here and showing you why Candace Owens is doing what she's doing. For all of you black people out there that are going, oh, Candace Owens is she's trying to free black people from the from the uh, Democratic plantation. This is the real reason why Candace Owens is doing what she's doing. It says, um, by March 2018, Owens was slithering onto TV stations and finally made it to Fox News. She spit out a line that went viral and made her a darling. Pseudo-conservatives um, were looking at her as a darling because she basically played up to their narrative. She was spitting their rhetoric and they took her under their wing and she became the black face of the Republican Party. And they need that because they don't want to look like they're actually racist, which we know they are. But it, but let me continue on with the article. It says, Owen said the National Rifle Association was founded as a civil rights organization that protected black people from the KKK. That's what she said. That's the, the the bullshit that she spit out that made conservatives love her. So, continuing on, it says, even the Fox News host said, I've never heard that before. <laughs> That's so interesting. And um, News One News One editor says she never heard it before either because it was a lie. Okay, so I'm just giving you a little bit of a <laughs> little bit of um backdrop here on who Candace Owens is, and because I get called names, and um, people talk trash. To me, whenever I say anything negative about Candace Owens, they say, oh, you're ignorant. You know, especially white people, they get on me. Oh, you're ignorant. You don't know what you're talking about. Candace Owens is intelligent. Yeah. I bet she sounds intelligent to you. Any black woman that is embracing white supremacy and saying that white nationalism is not a big deal. Of course, you're going to back that. Of course, you're going to support that. Of course, you're going to say that's one smart black woman. That's like if I made a like that's like if I said something stupid, like say like I was Jesse Lee Peterson and I said slavery wasn't a bad thing for black people. It, it was the best thing that happened to black people. Look, we, we left Africa and came to America. That's something that Jesse Lee Peterson would say and has said. Well, guess what? I'm going to get white supporters. You know why? Because I am. Promoting white supremacy at that point. So Candace Owens is promoting white supremacy and saying white nationalism isn't a big deal, even though they are the biggest terrorist threat in America, even though the FBI is saying 
black extremists are the number one threat or a higher threat. So anyway, I'll be back. You're listening to the Victor Morrow Show. Okay, I'm going to try to make this show a Monday, Wednesday, Friday show. I'm going to try to do this show at least three times a week. Uh, Monday and Wednesday, definitely. And I'll try my best to make sure I get it done Friday also. Okay. Um, Lately, I had just been doing Monday or Friday and I was all over the place. I'm going to try my best to make the podcast um, somewhat um, consistent. And um, so just look for that. Just know that every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. I'll be doing the show. So I want to thank the people that's been messaging me, people that's been going to tomorrowreport.com and subscribing and sending me messages. I just appreciate it. The plan going forward is to do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday at noon. Okay? At noon time, 12 p.m. noon. And... You can stay tuned by going to tomorrowreport.com. That's where I do the news blogs and I post the shows up there. Uh, the victormorrowshow.com also has the shows up there, which is actually linked into the Morrow Report. So if you go to the victormorrowshow.com, you'll actually be technically on the morrowreport.com website. Um, you can listen to the Victor Morrow Show on iHeart, Spotify, Spreaker, SoundCloud, um, Stitcher, all over the place. So again, I want to thank you to the people that have been messaging me. If I haven't gotten back to you, just know that I've seen it. I appreciate it. Um, And I'll try to get back to you as soon as possible. Till next time, peace.